Episode 3 of The Apprentice dropped, and it was a little bit more exciting this time than the previous two, but only just by a little bit, and mainly because of one star. Five Republican presidential candidates took the stage in Miami on Wednesday night for the third debate of the 2024 GOP primary cycle, with pressure mounting and time running out to shake up the race. But once again, they were denied a chance to fire at their biggest rival, former President Donald Trump, whose decision to skip the primary debates has not damaged his commanding lead in the polls, which is why I call this The Apprentice. These people are battling it out to be there right at the end. There will be only one, and I have my pick on who it's going to be. Uh, The two-hour debate was hosted by NBC News, which I have watched, yes. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former United States Ambassador Nikki Haley, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, entrepreneur uh, Vivek Ramaswamy and South Carolina Senator Tim Scott all took part. Now, I'm going to go through the highlights very, very soon, but I just want to give you my overall thoughts on the debate. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy stole the show. Uh, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie and Tim Scott basically for the first hour was just, yes, let's do the war thing. Uh, Ron DeSantis had a better performance, but he seemed a little—he seemed a little subdued this time round. He—he he made some good talking points. Uh, I still like his idea of sending troops to the border. Ultimately, though, at the end, I don't think he's going to be there. I think he and his campaign have just done too much damage for him. Now. Why do I think Vivek Ramaswamy was the star of this debate? Well, let's just go check out some highlights, which I just reveled in. So, I see Vivek as an outsider. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's going to be president this time round. But I was just loving this. I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. It was a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my yield my time to you now the reason why i love that is because the rhino establishment that is running that republican party are habitual losers the rest was sort of playing ball with the ideas that that republican party uh wants to continue on with you know ron goes away from it here and there but the rest of them pretty much do as well but for vivek to be calling them out directly I just love that. I wish somebody would do that for the Liberal Party at the moment. Let's get on to the next one. This one. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, this one warmed my heart. We've got Kristen Welker here. Do you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you and the media and the corrupt media establishment ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Sorry. This is how we get our country back. We need a 
accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Ramaswamy, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn to That's Governor, Governor Christie. Why are you... Oh, yes. I'm sure if you've watched any of my videos now, you know that I love when anyone attacks the corporate media. And he's so spot on. Again, the habitual losers that are the RNC choosing to go on, uh, what was it, MSNBC uh, to do this debate. If they're just feeding themselves to the lions and they're going to be offered up softball questions. The, the hosts were sitting there telling the, uh, the crowd that they shouldn't be yelling and, uh, and clapping. It's like, well, you invited a crowd. What did you think was going to happen? Now, this, that little attack that he just had there on the RNC and the mainstream media perfectly leads into why I like Vivek. I still don't think he's going to be president. I'm still Trump 2024. But this... Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats... Again... Spot on. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't see Joe or Elon doing it. Tucker might. But what Vivek is saying there is, why are we on this dinosaur system of, uh, of cable news? It sh I mean, it was broadcast on Rumble for the, uh, the GOP, which is good. And we'll get to some figures with that a little bit later. But again, it shows just the old school thinking of the RNC is like, yeah, we've, we've got to do these debates on TV because that's how it's done. Who are you reaching? Honestly, you're reaching a much older audience. You've got to get the young voters in if Republicans want to win. Uh, I mean, is, is, one thing I'd like to add to Vivek going on there about the rigging of the um, elections with the Hunter Biden laptop story and the the Russia collusion and all that sort of business. Um, I listened to a really great interview on the Culture War podcast with Tim Poole and he spoke to a bloke called Dr. Robert Epstein. Uh, I'll have to try and do a video on this later, but the evidence that he's got on what Google does during elections will shock you. Anyway, continuing. So the topic of... Palestine and Israel sort of came up um, because there's been a lot of anti-Semitic uh, crime. Anti-Semitic, yeah, okay. What's the best way to put that? And, uh, the only way that I can think of putting it at the moment is saying anti-Semitic crime, uh, especially sort of on college campuses and... I found his answer to how we tackle this interesting. Jewish students across the country are threatened and under attack. What do you say to Jewish students on college campuses who feel unsafe given the dramatic rise in anti-Semitism? And what do you say to university presidents and college presidents who have not met the moral clarity moment to forcefully condemn Hamas terrorism? Mr. Ramaswamy, would you like to take that one? Absolutely. I think the scourge of anti-Semitism across this country, including at places like my alma maters and places like Brooklyn Bridge in New York, it's sad to see, but here's what history teaches us. Anti-Semitism is a symptom 
of a deeper cancer in a country and a society that is lost. And we are lost. Several years ago when I wrote my first book, Woke Inc., I was talking about they were chanting death to America, death to white people, death to Christians. Nobody was waking up back then. Now it's even bad. Now they're saying death to Israel and worse. So it is wrong, but we have to get to the root cause here. Now, I think it's really important that we do this through leadership, not censorship. Leadership means fill that void with purpose and meaning. Dilute this wokeism and anti-Semitism to irrelevance. These kids, they have no idea what the heck they're even talking about when they're siding with Hamas over Israel. They are fools. But I also want to caution here, if we go the direction of Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley, with whom I respectfully disagree on this issue, pro-censorship, telling student groups to disband, mark my words, Soon they will say if you question a vaccine and its side effects, you're a bioterrorist. Soon they will say that if you show up at a school board meeting, you're a domestic terrorist. Soon if they say that J6 prisoners should be released, you're an insurrectionist terrorist. So that's where this road ends. We don't quash this with censorship because that creates a worse underbelly. We quell it through leadership by calling it out. These university administrators have lost their way, and we need leadership at the top in the United States of America that restores our founding values and that has no place for this kind of anti-Semitic hate. That's where I stand while respecting our Constitution. I just want to uh, amplify the fact that censorship doesn't work. I think I've said that in my videos God knows how many times now that the solution to bad speech is good speech. Sunlight is the best disinfectant, and that will work when it comes to these lost children. At the moment, they've been totally brainwashed by their Marxist professors. So what needs to happen is to have open debate, not let them go around uh, only hearing one side of the story. I want to keep this as quick as possible. Okay, and then obviously the, the topic of Ukraine is coming up. That's why I said that... Uh, earlier in the video that everything was just basically, yes, let's do let's do the war thing. Senator Scott, Mr. Ramaswamy, are you persuaded by President Zelensky's urgent new plea? Where do you stand on more funding? I'm absolutely unpersuaded. And I'm actually enjoying watching the Ukraine hawks quietly, delicately tiptoe back from their position as this thing has unwound into a disaster. The first half of this race, I was the only person standing for it. Now they're actually quietly coming around to being more cautious as they should. Level with the American people here. Ukraine is not a paragon of democracy. This is a country that has banned 11 opposition parties. It has consolidated all media into one state TV media arm. That's not democratic. It has threatened not to hold elections this year unless the U.S. forks over more money. That is not democratic. It has celebrated a Nazi in its ranks, the comedian in cargo pants, a man called Zelensky, doing it in their own ranks. That is not democratic. More facts for you that you won't hear from the mainstream in either party or the mainstream media. The regions of Ukraine that are occupied by Russia right now, in the Donbas, Luhansk, Donetsk, these are Russian-speaking regions that have not even been part of Ukraine since 2014, that other people probably couldn't name those provinces for you. Those are the hard facts. And so to frame this as some kind of battle between good versus evil, don't buy it. And I'd like the likes of the, the sharpest of the war hawks on Ukraine, Nikki Haley, to have some accountability and answer. Do you want to use U.S. taxpayer money to fund the banning of Christians? That is actually what's happening. 
They're using the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. They have banned them. The Ukrainian parliament just did this last week, supported by our dollars. And I think you owe it to the American people, Nikki, to at least this Mr. one time Ramaswamy, at least condemn, thank you. That's time. At least to condemn Ramaswamy, their banning you. of Christians. Mr. Uh, I can't argue with that. Uh, we shouldn't be funding that war in Ukraine, especially when the money is basically being uh, laundered in order to go back into the pockets of Joe Biden. Now, this was an interesting one, which I, I had to think about for a while. Oh, not, not that long. But the topic of TikTok and banning TikTok came up. Have a listen to this. Well, I, I, I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Your adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters crapping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy gone. answer is actually... Now... He's both right and wrong in that thing there. Where he's wrong is I don't think he should have talked about her daughter. I think you should leave families out of it. But he also raises a good point because Nikki was pro-banning TikTok and she was pro-giving Vivek uh, some crap about using it. But what Vivek sort of pointed out there was she, as a parent needs to be on her daughter for using it. It shouldn't be up to the government. It's a personal responsibility thing. They went, then went on to point out the fact that uh, what really needs to be done is just to stop TikTok from uh, selling users' data. And he brings up the fact that Airbnb, which is an American company, sells uh, Americans' data to China. But they won't ban Airbnb. So you don't need to ban TikTok. And that's where the majority of young voters are right now. That's where they're being influenced. So Vivek is smart for being on there. Next one. Oh, yeah, this, this raises a very good point about what the Democrats are doing currently with Joe Biden. I also want to close with one message to the Democrat Party. End this farce that Joe Biden is going to be your nominee. We know he's not even the president of the United States. He's a puppet for the managerial class. So have the guts to step up and be honest about who you're actually going to put up so we can have an honest debate. Biden should step aside, end his candidacy now, so we can see whether it's Newsom or Michelle Obama or whoever else. Right, Just Mr. tell us the truth so we can have an honest debate. Yeah, I mean, they definitely should do that. Uh, I think they're dragging it out for as long as they can. I don't know how long they can keep the corporeal form of Joe Biden being danced around on stage like uh, <laughs> it was Donald Trump Jr. Uh, because Trump was holding a rally at the same time, by the way, that this uh, debate was happening, which I also watched. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> called Joe Biden a Roomba. Uh, for obvious reasons. You've seen him when he finishes speeches. He, he sort of wanders around on stage, doesn't really know where he's going, like a Roomba. Um, one of the things I loved... I'll give my final thoughts on that for, about the debate in just a second. But one of the things I loved is that uh, Rumble uh, was doing um, streaming of both the debate and Donald Trump's um, rally. This was interesting. Now, 
I don't know when this was screen capped, but there was about 63,000 people watching the RNC debate and there was 126,000 watching uh, Donald Trump. And I was watching it whilst this was going live. I watched this one later. And yeah, I can confirm that over 120,000 people were watching it. I wasn't watching this at that time, so I can't confirm if it got higher or if that was the peak uh, viewing. Just with Donald Trump's uh, rally, look, it was fine. Um, there was nothing groundbreaking about it. He did something that I wish he didn't do in his rallies, which was he banged on about the 2020 election. That drives me nuts. He doesn't need to focus on that anymore. Uh, he spent very little time talking about what exactly he's going to do when it comes to... Um, once he becomes president. I wish he would focus more on that sort of stuff, but that's just a tiny personal little gripe. Now, as for The Apprentice Episode 3, I say Vivek won that one. DeSantis came in second, then Nikki Haley, then Chris Christie, and then Tim Scott. Tim Scott and Chris Christie should just bow out straight away. Chris Christie uh, oh, was just... He's been cringe ever since he's Donald Duck uh, little jibe in the last one and you could tell that his his advisor sort of said mate you you that didn't land and it's not landing so you need to see be a little bit more serious and he was that tonight but he didn't make any waves this time around he didn't say anything earth shattering or groundbreaking it was pretty stock standard rhino talking points tim scott just didn't do anything nikki haley i don't like her at all for her just extreme war hawkness, if that's a term that you can use. She made a very good point on abortion that I'm not going to get into now, which was basically we're not going to win by saying that they're going to ban abortion federally. That's just going to be a losing talking point for them. But there are other ways around it. Um, Ron, this is a weird one for Ron, because Ron was much more stronger in the second debate. Um he came out with some good points. He's staying strong on him being, I'm going to send the military to the border, uh, the, the American-Mexico border, which I do like. But I think that his, his team has just damaged his campaign too much. So I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to Vivek and Ron DeSantis uh, as basically the last two standing and... After that performance tonight, I think Vivek is there if Trump decides to debate anyone. And again, if I say if, because I think, I think the gap will just be way too big and he doesn't need to do it. Anyway, what did you think of the debates? Let me know. All right, mate, thanks for checking out the channel and this video. Follow me up there. Do the things down there. Are we done? Yeah, we're done.